All right. Hey, what what's up? I'm here. Are you kicking I, this I off, Nico? I showed up Nico? for a podcast. I showed up. Yeah, I'm kicking it. What? Well, I don't see a banjo or a guitar in your hands. Were you going to play us a song? I was gonna. I was gonna. You know, give people like a hip hop beat or something with my with okay, my. Okay, well, it's a good thing I started this podcast. Good thing you started <laughs> it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been on a podcast. Yeah. Welcome and, uh, back, episode one seventy seven. Yeah. Dang, dude. And uh, mm-hmm. today I threw out this idea to talk about Reddit and this craziness that's been kind of going down over there. Um, and everybody in the room is kind of looking at me like, okay, what are you talking about? And this is my perfect segue into an introduction to explain the context here. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So, um, Reddit, about a month ago, announced it was going to increase the price for API access. So basically, if an app that lets you look at Reddit wanted to ping Reddit servers and say, hey, can you can I have this page? Can you can I download the information for like this comment or whatever? There's a cost associated with that. And Reddit took that cost and in the span of 30 days, uh 20 X'd it. They turned it up oh my god two thousand percent. Um to which every third party app developer went, whoa, <laughs> I can't 20x my revenue in 30 days, guys. And they're like, oh, we'll, we'll definitely work with you guys to figure something out. I'm like, okay, I sent you an email. All right, and uh, that's it. So this, we, we told you actually 20x, that's it, the end, done. And, like, and so <laughs> what's actually happening now is all these third party apps are shutting down because they can't just generate you know, millions of dollars of revenue in the span of 30 days. And they're, you know, they're like, hey, we could try to spin this up. You know, we could like, we do have subscribers. You know, there's, there's a lot of these apps are really big apps. What's an example of one of those? Like parties? Apollo would be a third-party Reddit app. Okay. That, you know, <laughs> yeah, thousands let's, and let's thousands give, and thousands Let's, let's try to give a specific, like, doesn't have to be an example, but a specific way that this would affect a business. So people well, yeah, so I mean, fully understand. Any, any user using Apollo, the developer of Apollo, are all just shut out now. And it's done. They're closing down the app, and I think they actually closed it down, if I'm not mistaken already um what is apollo for people who don't know it's an app that lets you browse reddit it lets you look at reddit you can use the official reddit app which a lot of people say is garbage and it's actually lacking a lot of tools that these other apps have so people have been using other programs which they have been doing for years in fact that's what i was doing for a while before i deleted all reddit apps on my phone (laughs) because they raised the cost apollo which is an app specifically for a better reddit browsing experience can no longer ping reddit servers at the same cost that they were able to do before because everything on the internet costs money. It's called, it's bandwidth. Right. Obviously yeah. video costs the most, but you know, just even simple data costs money. Yeah. So, uh, but the move here was like very much in, not in good faith whatsoever because there's no attempt whatsoever to work with this, yeah, any of these app developers because it, it wasn't a, oh, we're going to increase co-. Like they actually said in January, they weren't going to increase costs <laughs> and they did increase costs, but they did a 30 day window, which they know is impossible to meet. No, you can't. 20x your revenue in 30 days like it's just impossible so it's it's very clearly a move to destroy and shut down all these third-party apps but not just that that's the narrative that everybody kind of hears right so there's another aspect here which is reddit is the one of the last points on the internet 
where things are written by human beings. And granted, there's still a lot of bots on Reddit. But for the most part, if you're looking for something that a human being has written and not some garbage search result on Google, you type Reddit into your Google search term. Yeah, you I know? do that for sure. I do that all the time. It's the only way I can find something that's actually useful and written by a person and something that's not like filler garbage that plays the algorithm that Google needs to show up on their front page. Because Google no longer serves the consumer. <laughs> no. You know, yeah. you don't get the results you need on Google anymore. It, it serves you sites that have the most Google ads on them. Google's um, just a modern like television station. They're just like, how many, you know, yeah. run them through, boys. So you you have a situation here where the people running Reddit are looking at the fact that they're one of the most popular websites on the internet. They are basically they're the, they're Google's only source of real results, and they're also where all the data is getting pulled to be trained for things like ChatGPT. And they're like, wait a minute, how are we this big and not billionaires yet? And so these they're like, well, let's create an IPO, let's start going public, and let's start making some money. First things first, all this content on Reddit is ours. Mm. <laughs> AKA API access, no more. Third-party apps, no more. And hey, all you users, don't forget, everything you've given to us is ours. So all you AI companies that want to train off things that people have written, pay us. And suddenly this calls into light this question of the content on Reddit. It is not Reddit's. It's on their server. The content was created by thousands if not millions of people mm -hmm. right the content belongs to all of the people that created it like the stuff i've written on reddit doesn't belong to reddit right it's those are words i put up there and there's always been this sense of community on reddit of like it's 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 a forum it's a user base the moderators are working for free the people that have kept that site as much as they can free from spam and garbage and made it a usable community it was all community led and community driven so it's been community 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 and suddenly the people on top of the company are like well i would rather make a lot of money <laughs> and 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 we've seen this kind of before, but it's it's so blatant now. And it's tough for them because they they've fostered a community of like very aware people. And so when they pull the switch of like, okay, what actually all this content that you guys have written for years, we are going to shut all the gates so we can monetize it. You know, the the community is like, well, screw you guys. Like, a we, we didn't we're not getting any cut of that. B it isn't yours to begin with, and like all these other you know aspects around that. And when I see this happening, I see Reddit looking at the likes of like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and going, ah, these, these billion dollar companies somehow managed to convince people to make all their content for them for free, you know? And this is, this is one thing like that's distinctive about YouTube is YouTube didn't do that. From like the get-go, YouTube's basically had a 50-50 split. But when you look at like the stuff going up on TikTok, the stuff going on Instagram, you're not making any money on that. Like yeah, no. these companies have have effectively made billions of dollars by getting everybody to make the thing that people watch on these platforms for free. Like we we scoff at like the notion of like paying somebody an exposure. Like, hey, will you just like could you like, you know, shoot my my short film and I'll I'll give you a credit. We're like, no, screw that. Like that's such that's so manipulative and like extortionistic, you know? But for TikTok to be like, hey, I'll give you I'll give you likes and eyeballs if you make content for me. No, I'm not going to give you any money. No, no, I'm not going to pay you, even though you, the work you've done has grown the right. value of our company by billions of dollars. Let me let me hit that We're pay you an real exposure. quick about TikTok monetization. So for those of you who don't <laughs> know, um, TikTok has they have TikTok Pulse, and then they also recently have TikTok Pulse Premiere. But it's basically the same thing. And what it is 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 uh, 
you put your video out, if you have more than 100,000 followers, if that video is in the top 4% of a certain number of categories, I think it's 12, that TikTok defines as like, okay, these are good to put ads on. If your video is in the top 4% of that, you get a 50-50 monetization but only while it's within the top 4% of that category. Oh my Which God. is usually for, you know, 24 hours or less. And so the monetization is just abhorrent comparative to like YouTube long form. And then there's all these other role, like in YouTube did, you know, their, their rollout of monetization of YouTube shorts. And it's not much better. I mean, it's, it's a, instead of it being 55 to the creator and 45 to YouTube, it's, 45 to the creator and 55 to YouTube. And again, it's just like, uh, it's pennies compared to, you know, it's, what, what are otherwise dollars. It's worth pointing out that YouTube shorts make like maybe a hundred bucks for 10 million views, you know, maybe right. more. Yeah. I mean, you might, if it's longer, you might make 600 bucks for 10 but million. The point views. is for 10 <laughs> million views. Okay. Whereas, whereas a standard monetization of that type on a long form video, say it's, you know, predominantly us audience and yada, yada, you know, the, the CPM on that is going to be like somewhere between 10 and $16. Mm -hmm. So you're going to make uh, dollars per dollars per thousand views. So you're going to make 16,000 versus $600. And yeah, pe- one's, one's an actual common, like, hey, you built yeah. the content for our platform. People watch it. Here's revenue. Like one's yeah. actual revenue, <laughs> which like to YouTube's credit, <clears throat> when I look at all of these modern media companies, YouTube is the only one that from the get go is like, all right, content creators get a cut, you know, and not like right. and it's, it's not great, but it's yeah. it's fine. You know, it's like we've yeah. been able to make a business at it for 12 years, so. I've There's never that. got the sense that it was like unfair because YouTube's been also pioneering the whole like how do we build an ad environment and an ad ecosystem in in the world of online. Like they started right. it, they forged that. Like and there's they've learned like there's real life like networking that needs to happen. You can't just algorithmically do ads. You need to have sales reps. They need to talk to companies. Like it's a person to person business at the end of the day. And so there's all this infrastructure behind it. Like, uh, yeah, I've never gotten the feeling that YouTube, at least for the normal content, has ripped people off. Like, now when it comes to shorts, are they ripping us off or is there actually just no money in shorts? I don't know. <laughs> well, they say, they say it's both. and But that's, yeah. you know, they, so they started with the pilot program and they said, okay, we're going to have a fund. And TikTok did the same thing. They started with a fund. And, and that was to encourage people to like figure out, okay, what is monetizable for brands? And then let's try to get brands in and get brand money in. But, you know, I I see it going down the same road as Facebook, which is just like somehow, somehow they haven't been able to come up with a system that actually benefits people for making genuinely good shows and content on their platform. Facebook? And, 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 and instead, yeah, Facebook hasn't. Facebook, yeah. I mean, there's people who, what's that? Yeah, Facebook, yeah. I mean, I've, yeah, YouTube has, Facebook hasn't. YouTube has, yeah. But that's the, and for the whole time, they've been like, ah, guys, we just can't, can't quite swing it, you know? And it's like, <laughs> you, you guys have like, what, like 20, 30% of like the, you know, like the developed world's ad money online. <laughs> and you can't come up with a system for like, 
Yeah, from the metaverse, dead. dude. <laughs> I build the metaverse. Man, have it, you guys yeah. seen like the Facebook, like Facebook content lately? It's no. There's so many, like, you think they're going to be a one minute TikTok, but then you look at the runtime, and it's <laughs> twenty minutes. Oh no! But it's paced like a TikTok, and they'll just be like, there. I saw one recently where it was like a really staged like black belt versus corrupt cop showdown like body cam <laughs> body cam footage and it was just like them standing there and arguing in karate stances for 20 minutes <laughs> it's like a dragon ball z episode like, what is what is their algorithm like like how yeah how is that what what sells man yeah so like to circle this all back to reddit what we're seeing yeah. here is reddit's seen tiktok pull this off and seen facebook pull this off and it's like i want that i need that and and they're trying to make it happen, but they've built this site off this culture for over a decade of not being that. And it's kind of imploding and it's a little sad to see. And I mean, I get, was it Schadenfreude? Schoden, how do you pronounce it? Schadenfreude? <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> right. pronounce it, right. but uh, I get a little bit of that from watching it happen. Um, but, you know, I shouldn't. The, Against the higher ups at Reddit? Yeah, I'm just, just watching like, because there, I think there are a lot of problems with Reddit. I feel like it really fostered, just like it happened on Facebook and Twitter, it also really fostered a lot of communities of like ignorance and mob, like violent, not, I guess, yeah, mob violence, mob mentality, mob anger, where yeah. it wasn't about taking a moment to like talk things out. It was about jumping on the thing that gets the biggest outrage reaction first, which gets the most upvotes. And then you build a, a mob, a literal mob. And, you know, it's an online mob. It's a cyber mob, but still it's a mob. And I, I you know, it was happening way too much. I just, I didn't really see any attempts from the people that run Reddit to like really try to curb that part of the culture. So, you know, seeing that part get caught up in it, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, it's, it, that's fine. <laughs> it's nice seeing that part get taken down a little bit, but like yeah, more so it, it brings into this, like this perspective that I've seen more and more, which I wish these companies didn't exist just for the sake of making money, but instead the culture was doing the best you can at what the company's supposed to do. Like, like Nintendo, Your, their job is to make video games. And don't get me wrong, you need to make money as a company and you need to make money if you want to do crazy things like make the Nintendo Switch and Tears of the Kingdom, right? Those things cost money. But like once you've created that ecosystem and you're successful as a company and you have the money you need to do these projects and you have the best of the talent working at your company, at that point, the culture needs to change from being how much more money can we make to how can we be the best at this? Like Nintendo, when they make stuff, it's how can we make the best dang video games that the world's ever seen? We like, it's not how can we monetize DLC in like this free to play shooter to make the most money? You know, like Tears of the Kingdom has zero of that, right? It's just, it's literally you start playing it and it's just a work of art. And Reddit had like, Reddit has this thing where it's like, it was the internet's community. And it's too bad the goals aren't to continue being the best internet community out there. It's too bad the goals are now, how can we take all this user content that for years was created on our platform or put on our platform or for our platform, how can we take all of that and now make it mine so I can charge everybody access to it? Even though I didn't this create is, it, yeah. even though I'm not going to cut any of these billions you... with the people that made it, even though the moderators did all that work for free, even though all the users put it up there in good faith, open discussion, how can I now take all that and make it mine? And it's, it's scummy and I hate it. <laughs> this is what happens when you IPO. Yeah. I mean, this is, there's, there's good and valuable contributions that many public companies have made. Incredible contributions to humanity. 
but the goal becomes how much money can you make? Like that's, the shareholders really become yes, like the, that's what the it thing. becomes about. And it's it's just that's that's just the nature of the beast. Um and we've seen this happen with, you know, people that we know who have done IPOs. Like, you know, they for example, I won't I won't name who it is, but we had some people that we knew that did an IPO and the entire culture of their organization changed. They they brought in people from, you know, X, Y, and Z parts of the chain such and such world from other public companies to do, you know, to come in and be their manager of this, manager of that, VP of this, VP of that. And the whole thing became about like, well, we just, we need to get rid of this and you need to do more of this and you need to do less of that all for the sake of just like making the company more valuable as that being the goal. Yeah. They're going to do the thing they did at all the other companies they worked at. Right. It's like when YouTube Red hired a bunch of like TV executives. It's like, wow, it feels like I'm watching old TV. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know they, they know how to develop shows. Cool. It's like, but you're going to get the whole reason people aren't on TV. Like, or sorry, you get the whole, like, <clears throat> you're going to forget the whole reason people are on YouTube. It's not to watch TV. So don't put TV on YouTube. I already didn't want to watch it. That's why I'm on YouTube, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's too bad to see that. I it's was shocked to, s- to hear that they were going to IPO. Yeah. I mean, part of me is like my my perspective on it's always been like you can't make that money privately with your business. Like if your business just can't make that revenue, how is going public going to help outside of just like getting a bunch of debt and then cashing out? Which I guess you know for the people in charge, that's great to cash out. That's what they you know? do. Yeah, that's yeah. that's part of the deal. And then you leave it in the hands of these corporatists to figure out what to do with it after that. I mean, I look at Valve, and Valve has never gone public. You know, and they're like the stewards of Steam, right? Yeah. That is their job. And it's their job is not to make the most money possible. They need money to do their job and they're making money. And I'm sure they like the amount of money they're making because they're making a lot. But at the end of the day, Steam, it's all about Steam and that's their focus. And they're always working on it and it's always there. It's like, and it is like the shining example of like PC gaming and like the marketplace and the storefront for that. Well, and every game they put out is like you're saying, it's like Tears of the Kingdom where it's just like, there's nothing in here that is meant to just milk you. Well, for actually, every... except for Team Fortress 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Counter-Strike. <laughs> but yeah, and Dota. Yeah. <laughs> no, they actually, they, they invented that whole monetization scheme. But still, yeah. like, there, like there still is clearly a goal to make the best product with Valve also, at least when yeah. it comes to Steam specifically. But, you know, all their games, like <clears throat> Portal, Counter-Strike, you know, they're incredible games. Yeah, I mean, it's heck, a the, real, the Vive, it, you know, the Index. Yeah. It's a real weird thing that we're in right now where there's billions, hundreds of billions of dollars being generated on ad revenue being spent online. Mm-hmm with hyper-specific focus on ROI and way better conversion than you ever got with print media or traditional TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not only does it work better, but there's more money being spent on it now than there ever was in the traditional mediums. And somehow, because the distribution is accessible to everybody, it's just, they're getting content for free basically yeah, which is crazy um, 
It's yeah, crazy. it's like the entire it, it's, model. It's, it's, is, it's weird that our culture doesn't see that. It's weird that people aren't like, yeah. oh, like TikTok it's slave is just labor exploiting. It's like everybody. slave labor. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. You're not, not forced to do it. <laughs> you're, you're not forced, forced to, do to do it. It's like but, it's like it's like everybody's an intern. Well, I think right. That's, <laughs> the inter- that's the interesting thing with TikTok is that the the kind of bar for the content is so kind of low in terms of you know there's good stuff on there, good informational stuff, but the production quality is not good at all. It's just somebody filming on their phone. Like each individual person, it's you look at it and go, well, you know that's it's pretty low quality, but it's like millions of videos up being uploaded every day, probably. And the, it's oh, the yeah. sum total of everybody's contribution, but then the company just takes all of it, which right. is just, it's really There's weird. like 3 million uploads to YouTube every hour or something like that. Yeah. Something Ooh. crazy. And that's just, that's just YouTube. I'm sure there's more on TikTok because it's shorter form, but yeah, it's, uh, it's wild. Um, I'm not sure where it goes, um, but it is, it is a little bit weird. And, you know, when you look at like, uh, what were those movies with Jennifer Lawrence and she's in like the, the ga- hunger games, Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it feels a little bit like that. Doesn't the corporate it? Hunger games. Where it's yeah, like, we it's have like, a website that has all these viewers and we will give them to you if you can kill all these other channels around you. (laughs) Yeah, and like the people who really make it on these platforms, you know, they come out dressed just Mm -hmm. like in the Hunger Games movies a lot of times. You know, it's like, where did you get these wacky clothes? I can't even pronounce your rapper name. Like, I don't even know what it... And and it's, yeah, um, it's just a weird phenomenon. There is one point I think in the history of the development of like, you know, monetizing videos and all that, that was really pivotal. And I'm going to give YouTube credit again here because it's compliments to YouTube. So there's a phase where everybody started doing brand integrations where we're all like, hey, okay, ad revenue is cool. I mean, in the early days, you actually didn't get ads for like until like 48 hours after your video went up. So like most of your views kind of already happened. (laughs) (laughs) But you could Um, also scam the front page to like sit there for a week. True. You could also, and also YouTube would glitch out. So if you're lucky enough to be on the front page, you might be up there for a week sometimes. Um, (laughs) And that was a lot of views. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But since ad revenue was all over the place, um, people were like, well, we do have an audience and there's plenty of other, you know, forms of media out there to take inspiration from like, you know, say talk radio. Let's just take sponsors and we'll just have our own sponsors in our media. YouTube can still run ads, but yeah, we'll have AKA brand integrations. Um, and this is the early days of that, right? That wasn't really a thing. Like there was no FTC like disclaimer that you had to do. You didn't have to say videos are sponsored, but YouTube rather than like the, for a brief moment, they're like, who should we allow it or should we take a cut? And like, I think there's a conversation of like, A, there's no way you're going to be able to control it. If you try to take a cut, like people are just not going to pay you. And B, if you disallow it, you're going to kill your platform. Yeah, and YouTube to their credit was like, okay, we're just gonna back off. We're just gonna make sure that there's the FTC disclaimer, and we're gonna make sure people know about that. But if people want to monetize their own content and do their own private, like contracts, go for it. Even though it's on our platform, even though we are running ads against it, go for it. And f- to this day, it's been very hands off, and like, and we can keep 100% of our own brand integrations that we we sell. There's no conflicts with YouTube ads. There's like we don't have to like futz with that at all. And I can't believe it's a system where we have that much freedom. 
<laughs> I can't yeah. believe that they were that like that chill about it. Be like, no, it's yours, which it is ours. You know, at the end of the day, like it's our you know context. It's where we're host doing red the inventory, Nico. <laughs> host what, red inventory. How much host red inventory do you have to sell? <laughs> do other platforms? Are there any that disallow that or? Because it's like a TikTok is way too short for someone to be like, let me tell you about ExpressVPN. Are you sure about well, that? No. They, they, so they did set the precedent. And most of the way that people who have blown up on Instagram or uh, on TikTok are making a living is through brand integrations. Yeah, for sure. That's brand almost the entirety of how they make money. Um, and so yeah, they TikTok set the precedent for that. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's if you're making a living on TikTok, it's, I mean, if there's somebody out there who is making it on TikTok revenue, please comment. I would, I would <laughs> love to know. It's like even the most I famous was, person in the world. Well, the I was, most yeah, I was ever. reading on, there was some creator who has like, they, they did an assessment on like, he has, you know, on, on like, they did an assessment on like 2 billion views that he had. And he was like, wow. oh yeah, that's just like, um, you know, that's just like extra revenue. Most of what I make is through brand integrations. Like, <laughs> yeah, wild. There, there's kind of a parallel here with uh, one of the arguments from the Writers Guild uh, is about specifically about streamers, which I really take to heart is that once again, these like massive corporations, they're all making their own streaming service. And the only way that they catch steam is when they have a good show on there with good writing, you know? Uh, just think about, like, Netflix with House Cards or even HBO Max with, like, some of those shows, Succession and stuff like that. And it's kind of the same thing where it's like, you know, I mean, even though those, at least those writers are being paid something, whereas, like, these creators on other platforms don't get paid anything, it's still this, like, they're creating the thing that gives the company any value. And, um, it's just this totally imbalanced share of the right. profits. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Netflix has 220 some million paying subscribers globally. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> when the minimum that you can pay is like $7.99 with ads. <laughs> 220 million people are paying you $8 a month and you're charging ads? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Speaking of uh, speaking of Netflix and brand integrations and YouTube, I don't know if there's a tinfoil hat conspiracy or if it's like you know if I'm onto something. But the recent like, have you all been experiencing the the thing with Netflix where like the household sharing where you have the to, password thing? I I feel like that is a direct response to all of the VPN ads that are mm. telling people like. Hey, guess what? Get XYZ uh, VPN yeah. and you can pretend you're logging into Netflix from Sweden. And like <laughs> Yeah. I feel like right. th that is why Netflix is cracking down on that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's part of it for sure. Um Definitely part I mean, of it, there was a time the <laughs> there was a time when Netflix Twitter sent out a tweet that said, Love is sharing your password. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think it's that. I think it's also just, you know, they're trying to um they're trying to make more money. And they the, mm -hmm. the, at first it wasn't a problem because when they IPO'd, they had so much growth potential. And yeah. they just grew and grew and grew for like a decade. That company mm -hmm. just grew based on subscriber base. And then they had that snafu last fall where they lost 
you know, half of their market valuation in like two weeks. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they said, ah, God, no more password sharing. Uh, let's, let's shut this down. <laughs> yeah. It's just um, this crit. The streaming thing is so weird. It's this insane model where it's like, we're just going to grow forever, which I guess is like every like public company. But like at some point you run out of the number of people who can subscribe to your streamer. Yeah. Like, you just like, like why can't you be like some like Japanese ink maker where he's like, I just exist to make the best calligraphy ink, and that's all I do. Like, why can't Netflix once you have 220 million subscribers, why, why can't they just be like, we exist to make the best shows, and that's the only reason we're here? Yeah. Why is it still about <laughs> and no password sharing? <laughs> you know? It's like, guys, yeah. you have 220 million subscribers. Everything on their like platform any, like, is, is Netflix original now, growth. anyway. Like inf in infinite growth is gonna like there is not infinite resources, whether it's viewers, whether it's mm -hmm. yeah, you got you got to be doing it because you love it. Yeah, your phone doesn't like you staying in Discord, does it? It Griffin? really doesn't. I don't know what's <laughs> up. Griffin's phone is mad at him. Yeah. So YouTube launched their shorts thing a while back. Yeah, which is kind of like their answer to TikTok and kind of like Instagram. I don't know how it's doing. I don't really like check up on that stuff. But it's they, you know, it's become quite invasive. Like when you open yeah. the YouTube app and it just goes straight. to It doesn't shorts. do that to me because I've, I'm so anti shorts. It doesn't. Oh, do it, so like, it knows. It knows because okay. I actually do. Let me see I what happens have, when I open it right now. I watch a lot of like cooking content, mm. and that is the best shorts content on any platform because it's just somebody making a thing, and you can just watch that. I can watch that for like, you know, a <laughs> long time. So I get lost in that. Yeah. So maybe I'm a shorts. Okay, so maybe, the first you know, thing it did target. was give me an ad for YouTube Primetime, official TV shows now on YouTube. And then, yep, the first thing it gives me is shorts, and I don't even watch shorts on my phone. Let's see, I'm going to quit YouTube. It gives me an ad, YouTube. and then it gives me shorts. No, it gives me home. It gives me the home screen, which is just videos and some yeah, stuff. So, and when you scroll through your feed, how often is it showing you bars of shorts? Because I... Even in my subscriber feed, I'm scrolling through and every other sort of row is shorts. And it's like, it's all over for me. So you don't get it as you're kind of scrolling through? No, it's, it's just videos for me. It's interesting. It, well, hmm. I, I dislike this idea of companies trying to distract you. Or it's like, if I open Instagram to look at the posts my friends make, and if I scroll a little too far... And there's like a really curiosity inducing like reel that's like right under there. It's 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 so blatantly like they're trying to be like, hey, hey, look, hey, hey. And it's like, yo, hey, shut hit. up. Stop. <laughs> like, I'm not here for you to like hit me with some shocking video or something. Like, I just wanted to see what my friend's post was. And I scrolled through the feed. Once I got to the end, I wanted it to stop. Right. And it really Half is manipulative. The feed scroll now is, is things you're not. No, on, on Instagram, no. Profiles you're not well, following. Once again, I also turned off any suggestions. You can only turn them off for okay. a month at a time, but I did it every month that it popped up. I've you never can only stopped. turn it off for a month at a time? Yeah, in fact, I may, maybe I did it enough that it just gave up on me. Because um, I haven't <laughs> had that suggestion for a while. My feed, like, my feed is only people I follow. I, I, the moment it is not that, I quit Instagram. Like, I do not want to follow random people online. I only want to follow people I want to follow. And thankfully, YouTube subscriptions also does that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like Instagram, you know, they try to distract you. YouTube's like, well, everybody loves shorts, I guess. And all these companies are making billions of dollars. We should probably try it. Um, so they have shorts. And, you know, one of the things was like, hey, guys, if you guys make shorts, it's really helpful for reaching wider audiences on YouTube. And we're like, oh, let's give it a shot. We made some shorts. They went viral. They hit wider audiences. We're like, wow, they were right. 
Let's try it again. Let's do some more of this. And then we realized that the people watching shorts on YouTube are not the people that go and watch long YouTube videos at the same time. It's different audiences. And we also realized that we're not, we're not creators or influences where our face is our currency, where our personality is our currency. We're like, we're not Will Smith, where it's like videos of us is what people watch. Like we're creators and people want to see what we make, right? They want to see the renders we make or the films we make or whatever, the experiments that we do. And like, you know, cool. Or like we're not, we're not annoying personalities. You know, we don't ruin the videos if we're in them, but like people aren't necessarily coming to the videos to watch like me crack some jokes, for example. And so having a short with us in it also doesn't boost our value at all because our faces aren't our currency. Mm -hmm. And so now we're caught in the spot where it's like, well, maybe shorts aren't worth our time, even if there are views there because there's no ad revenue. The audience that watches them is not the same audience that's going to go and watch like a 15 minute long VFX artist react. And they don't actually build value because it's our work that's our value. And a short kind of cheapens your work <laughs> and it's not our face that's the Can. value. And that's kind of the main thing that you put in a short. And so, yeah, I don't know. Shorts. Yeah, I'm curious about, <laughs> I'm curious about, I was digging into some of the analytics today to really get to the bottom of the question of whether or not people who come to our channel from a short actually end up watching the long form videos, which is what they're known as now. We, we, we used to call them shorts. <laughs> because it was comparison to movies and television, but now it's considered long form. Um, and I haven't gotten to the, the uh, an empirical bottom yet to understand exactly that, but that's kind of what we need to we need to crack is is whether or not that's actually. Uh oh, did your power go out? They're on to yes. him. <laughs> Can you hear You're me? still here. Your internet's still up. Oh, My man. internet's still up. Okay. Yeah. How is that possible? Is because Thank I have you. my well my well hold on actually my my breaker invading. I might just have, have to flip a breaker until they get to your location. <laughs> okay, but anyways, <laughs> let me let me flip this breaker. That's the thought I'll leave you with. I'll be right back. It's like, are you getting uh getting attacked by like a SWAT team or something dude. like that? Yeah, dude. I think the Russians are in. This is red red dawn for dude, Jake. If a ten minute video is considered long form, how long until like? A short is just like a dopamine release, like flashing light pattern. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like they, the scientists learned that if you flash red and blue back and forth with a green every five seconds, it induces the same dopamine hit as a TikTok dance video. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird, man. It's weird. Do you, do you guys spend any time on Reddit? What's your social media of choice? I would say I used to spend more time on Reddit. I would say Instagram is like the number one well besides youtube i spend you know mm -hmm. i would say i watch youtube as much as i watch any streamer yeah. or anything like that but yeah outside of that instagram and then instagram is really my engagement with like the actual content that's being made on there is like if there's cool artists making stuff i'll follow them i'll surf the explore page but really it's i like I'll, I'll sort of like find myself on the explore page. I don't mm -hmm. remember how I got there, but I'm just like, oh, what am I doing? This is just random garbage. <laughs> and then I like turn off the app. But yeah, YouTube is like the main way I consume content. Mm -hmm. I'm back. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I watch Hi. a ton of YouTube and I am active on Reddit, but I am active in exactly one community. Uh, I am... I only use Reddit to go on the, the fingerboarding. I was going to say tech deck, yeah. So that I can just go and be encouraging to like kids who are just starting out. It's like the, it's like the one nice thing I do a day. That's, That's great. Awesome, just going to be like, 
good form, man. Keep it up. Yeah, my Reddit experience got a lot better when I literally cut out every single default sub. And, like, I basically only follow the Corridor subreddit, the Stable Diffusion subreddit, and then, like, I don't know, like, two or three other, like, wacky, tiny subreddits. Yeah, mine was, I, like, back in the day was the DC Comics subreddit. <clears throat> oh, but, hell yeah, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were on that. But then uh, it became very toxic once the Zack Snyder movies started coming uh. out because he has, like, this, like, super rabid fan base. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 on my phone, I really only check Instagram on my phone. I don't really watch YouTube on my phone, but I do watch YouTube almost every night before I go to bed on my TV. Mm-hmm. And I, I like it because usually it's like, a, it's like a wind down thing. I don't, I don't really like very many sh- narrative shows. Mm. I, I don't know. I just some of them I get into. But if, but most of them, by and large, I don't really watch them. So, you know, that leaves you with movies or YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I watch movies, you know, whatever, just like the next person. But a lot of times it's like, oh, two hours. I don't have two hours to sit. Like, I got to go to bed, man. You know, I have like an hour, <laughs> maybe. And so I'll just, I just follow a lot of different uh, shows on YouTube. There's a really great one that I watch a lot called Medieval Madness, which is... Uh, <laughs> It's it's like historical breakdowns of certain aspects of life in the Middle Ages, and it's really good. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's a it's like an energy thing with the narrative shows versus YouTube. Like, my yeah. girlfriend and I will eat dinner and we'll like sit down for something to watch with dinner, and we're like, "How are we feeling tonight? Do we have the energy to like engage mm-hmm. in a narrative thing, or do you want to bring yourself to it?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like YouTube is sort of like give me like do the work for me. Like sometimes with a narrative show, it feels like you're you're like, all right, let's let's actually use our attention span to like engage in this narrative. Mm -hmm. But YouTube just comes at you and is like, here's information. Here's dopamine, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though it's like I will, you know, even if I I sit down and I'm like, oh, I don't have two hours to watch a movie. I'll sit down and watch like three hours of like. 15 minute like top, like top 10 worst train derailment accident. <laughs> it's like eating a, a freaking burger like for some reason that feel like is it just like the the illusion of like control because it's like yeah it's i'm like, not gonna stop I think after just, one you, you know you're gonna get video. something good it's like going to mcdonald's may not you know you're gonna get something decent that's at the quality you expect no surprises, and it's reliable. Yeah, it's like old reliable. Look, you there's go a back. lot there's of a, good shows on YouTube. There's a lot of good trained derailments. Like there's oh. a lot of <laughs> yeah. content there. And I don't mean like narrative shows necessarily, but I mean channels who have established shows, just yeah, like our channels, Absolutely. where there's a there's yeah. a ton of those, and they have really you know the people know what they're doing. They've got good insights. They know how to do the thing to keep it regular. You you check it every couple of days, and there's always something new. It's mm-hmm. there's a lot of those. I feel like it fills at least for myself, it fills the whole of like maybe like reality TV because I've never consumed that. Mm-hmm. But like it kind of is that same, I don't know, thing. But I feel like it's on YouTube. Oftentimes it's more <clears throat> like nutritious because you're getting like information A that you bit. can practically use or the mid the medieval madness journey led me also to uh like naval ships medieval not medieval but renaissance period naval <laughs> ships and then and then that re- that led me into like wars in the caribbean and then 
that led me into like Caribbean and Florida documentaries. It's, it's a really weird path that I've been on. Dude, it's so fun to go down those rabbit holes because like I've I've been on a trajectory this year of like uh like cave diving accidents to like <laughs> last night I watched I watched like the like the full family tree of uh the old and new testament. Okay, wow, <laughs> wow, yeah. And it's like stuff you would never <clears throat> ever be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna look up this subject. I'm very interested in this, but you just see like yeah. Oh, they should do a Bible tier ranking. I've got, <laughs> tier I've ranking got a volume on that. <laughs> Funny enough, Griffin. <laughs> Moses was S tier, dude. <laughs> Part of yeah. the ocean, son. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some of you guys' favorite YouTube shows? Uh, Johnny Harris is a big one. He's been really popping off recently. He makes really good stuff. Um, man, who else? Because oftentimes, oh, this guy called Internet Shaquille. I don't know if you guys mm. ever heard of him. Haven't He's heard awesome. Of him. It's like sort of a cooking channel, but he makes like super tight, like 10 to 12 minute videos where it's like, here's this super like uber specific like cooking technique that you can implement like practically in your life. It sounds it's cool. not, it's yeah. not like, you got to buy this sous vide or something. It's like something that you can really practically do. Um, right. Yeah. Who else? Oh, there's so many. I don't know. Griff, do you have any? Yeah, I've been watching. Top 10 train derailments. <laughs> <laughs> my, my like, my two really big channel, or they're not really big, but like the channels where I like don't miss an upload are um, that chapter and um, Coffee House Crime. They're, Two just like really, mm. really good true crime documentarians. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, just like really high quality, well written shows just on YouTube for <clears> to watch. That's pretty rad. Nice. Yeah. But you, Jake? Uh, well, like I said, there's um, Medieval Madness. I've been checking that out. And then um, there's a good, like, uh, you know, modern issues, uh, kind of a interview style show called California Insider that's pretty good. And then um, there's this farming channel that I'm always watching called Just a Few Acres Farm, which is uh, <laughs> this guy that has a small farm in New York State. And it's 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 fascinating um, how he is makes it, a living doing what he does. Is it more like slice of life, almost like primitive tech things where he's doing stuff on his farm or he's just talking about it's more like it's speaking? He, he's talking about stuff while he's doing slice of life stuff. It's really he he. He's this old former architect who was an architect for like super long, but for the previous, he grew up on a farm and his previous like seven generations of his family were farmers in New York. So he, he understood the, <clears throat> the trade, but he went off and did architecture for a long time. And then now he makes a living on a small 45 acre farm, which is small to make a living off of with when you're doing cattle farming or beef farming. And he sells it at the local farmer's market and to like people in his community and he makes YouTube videos about it. And it's it's really fascinating. Like everything from how the current agricultural industry is and how it's kind of set up against small farms to uh, like how to actually raise the animals and stuff. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. That's right. He, 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 was, he was a public speaker. So he, before, so he like took that and took a lot of the same principles that he learned in public speaking and and just sort of, I don't even know if he knows he does this, but he he applies these really basic techniques that 
we took years to sort of vet out and figure out about storytelling and how to do a YouTube video and how to present an idea and then like, don't waste the viewer's time and don't be boring and then have a conclusion and like all those things. And I think it's because he was a public speaker, but yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. He's like a 55 year old guy who you would totally not suspect to have a, a really pretty good YouTube channel. <laughs> and how many uh, <clears throat> subscribers generally do you, would he have like, he has, I don't know. He gets like 200 to 250,000 views a video. That's pretty good. And he, he releases like three to four times a week. So yeah, he's doing, he's doing it right. Cause that's, what's so cool to me about YouTube again is like this direct connection with like a niche audience or like people who you're specifically trying to speak to. Like there are channels that my girlfriend watches that are like the person only has like 50,000 subs or something, but she really connects with the content that that person makes, you know, because right. it's just speaking to something specifically in her life. But, um, right. Nico, you didn't go. What's your uh, oh. YouTube channels that you're watching? Uh, video game Dunky never disappoints. Oh, dude, Dunky. Mm. So good. Um, the I'm battle, writing some of these down. The battle report, um, or no, uh, the operations room and the intel report. That's what they are. Uh, the operations room is uh, gives you like basically a top-down map view of famous battles, like told mm. like to the person detail. Mm. So, like for example, like different uh, easy company fights they went through France. It's like here's the maps, here's the <sighs> movement, it's like no, step Jake's, by step. Jake's so excited. <laughs> Have you seen the Band of Brothers uh, episodes that detail the easy company movements in France? Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, so it, on the Intel report. <laughs> no, no, but like I, in the Band of Brothers, yeah. in the Band of Brothers series, it's yeah, probably should, a lot of the same battles. You should also watch the Operations Room. Okay, I'm break down check those that fights. Out. Yeah, it's pretty good. Those guys are crazy. I can't believe they did what they did. How do, how do they <laughs> remember where like every person went in a, in a battle in World War II? Like, I I don't even remember everyone who was at my birthday party three months ago. Like, <laughs> I guess when bullets are flying, everything gets really seared in your memory. Ah, uh, <laughs> drama. <laughs> um, I've been learning a lot of piano recently, so uh, David Bennett Piano and Jason Zach are like the two like piano guys I've been following. Um, mm. Really good teachers and like really good at like laying things out in a really understandable way, but also being YouTubers and being interesting at the yeah. same time. Uh, other than that, I don't know. That's about it. There's a, there's a Ganondorf guy that I've been following ever since we started playing Smash called MGK Ganondorf. Oh, dude, he's so sick. <laughs> he's sick, and he gets like 400 views a video. Dude, those breakdowns. Like, so I knew he was going to go up to the platform, so I did an aerial <laughs> flame check. Yeah. Hey, MGK, if you're listening to this, uh, I would love a training session. <laughs> I would love to fight you and see, see what you got. Yeah. I got to look at a few more for shoutouts. There's one called um, Stylized Station. He makes really cool, like, they're kind of like Unreal Engine videos, but he does a really good job of, uh, he'll do some more like in-depth kind of tutorial videos, but he makes kind of like us, really good, broad, top level, Joe at the gas station could understand videos about like really complex 3D topics like parallax mm. mapping. And mm. we'll do a whole video about that. And um, he's really cool. I don't know who else. He's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you see? Did you see what Sm the Smosh video that they put yes, out? Yes, that's. I mean, he's so happy. Yeah, that they so, yeah. bought the channel back. So rad. So they like, they bought their channel back from uh, Rhett and Link, Good Mythical Morning. Which the reason why Rhett and Link came to acquire it because originally Smosh was with um, 
Defy. Defy. Yeah. And Defy had bought them like a long time ago. And then Defy went out of business and then Smosh par- partnered with uh, Rhett and Link to stay alive. But that's recently, such a, yeah. Man, that's such a hard, like, imagine, you know, you've created this YouTube channel. It blows up. It propels you to success. You're doing your dreams. Somebody comes in and says, hey, we can help you develop this into something even bigger. You're like, okay, you know, so far so good. Let's do it. And then imagine, and they buy it from you, but as part of buying it, you know, they give you a lot of stock in the company. And then imagine without warning, poof, the company disappears. All that stock that you had that they gave you for your channel disappears. Then this channel that's yours didn't disappear, but it's not yours anymore. And like, imagine that you've built this whole thing and you made all these like decisions in good faith and then just poof, gone. Like that's gotta be so gut-wrenching. Yeah, and like happens the fact all the they, time. Yeah. yeah, the fact that they kept making stuff, kept you know doing what they wanted to do, and then the fact that Red and Link like were down to sell it back to them and like put them back in charge of the channel, like it makes me really happy. And it's yeah. like it's really cool to see that there's people out there that are like putting things back the way they are supposed to be. Nature's healing, guys. That's what <laughs> <Right>. it felt <laughs> like. Time heals the MCN, all wounds. The MCN times. Nature's healing. <laughs> oh my god, we're still healing from the MCNs. That's what it felt like, man. Like I saw that thumbnail and clicked on it. And I saw them sitting there together. I was like, maybe things aren't so bad anymore. <laughs> you know? <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we, we've known both those guys for like forever. I mean, ever since yeah. like YouTube was a thing and it's just like, yeah, they're really good people. And it's just really cool to see this happen. I'm sure it was scary as heck. Uh, I'm sure they got a lot of work to do, <laughs> but you know, it's really great that it's actually happening this yeah. way. But that, so just to tie in a point from earlier in this conversation, the whole IPO and, you know, businesses for the sake of making money thing, this is what happens when you take venture capital money. Mm-hmm. You take, and a lot of times, you know, people take it for all the best intentions but if they don't want to go down the road of just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and big, it's like literally in what is that Dr. Seuss book? The Lorax. No, and he's like, like, yeah, oh, no, yeah, in the, the Lorax, and the, trees, the, yeah, yeah. And, and and he's like, hey, what is your intention with this? The Lorax asks him, what is your intention? And he's like, my intention is to just keep biggering and biggering and biggering and biggering. <laughs> And that's, and that's what, that's how it starts. You take, you know, you take pre, you take seed money and then, you know, it's pre-profit money. And then, you you know, you have to prove up how you're going to make profit for the people who gave you the seed money. And then once you get to that point, then they go, all right, let's do a, let's do an A round. Let's do a series A round. And then, oh, let's do a series B round. Meanwhile, the entire company, you just chip, start chipping away, you know, your control of it. Well, you bring in on all this debt and then in order to pay back the debt, you, you have to continue to grow because that's the only way that you can pay back the debt at a rate that is acceptable to the investors. And yeah, it's just, it's a strange thing. And, and unless that's exactly what you want to do, where you're like, no, I'm going to make a product and I'm going to take seed money and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. And then that's literally going to go like an air conditioner or shoes. It's like, I want to sell this to everybody. Right. Then it makes sense to grow it as big as you can. Right. You know, there's, yeah, there's not a lot of art in the air conditioner. You know, I, I think some sure air conditioning engineers, some electrical <laughs> engineers may, 
may argue with that point, but <laughs> you know, it's it's not like a hand it's a bit of a different thing. You're making a totally you're making different. a physical product rather than like an yeah. idea. Yeah, because yeah. like right. a YouTube channel, you can't really grow it in a in a certain kind in like a in like a public company kind of way because it's like the reason people go to your channel is for the specific kind of thing you're making. Like you were saying earlier, it's like people are going there because it's a reliable thing. Right. And the nature of the growth is to just start diluting the original creator's like intention. So we had some people reach out to us uh, and say, hey, um, we want to give you guys, you know, an investment round to do whatever you want to do with it and X, Y, and Z. And I was like, okay, what if you were to come in, what would you want? how would you how would you make your money back and he's like and it was all the same stuff it was like well you're gonna start new shows you're gonna do shorts you're gonna do more merchandise you're gonna do products you're gonna do and it's like you know they had a whole plan but imagine that imagine you know we're a team of what 15 people yeah and imagine now it's like okay well now we need somebody to make the mobile game now we need somebody to do all the shorts now we need somebody to do all the extra merchandise outside of just the shirts we sell now we need somebody to do all, all of that. And then yeah. all of a sudden it becomes this unrecognizable thing when the purpose is to what? Well, you yeah. make more money. It's like, I don't yeah. know. It's like whose yeah. life is made better in that process. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right. I like making short films, but you know what I'd really like? Having to do a, like a couple hours of approvals meetings every day. Every day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, man, it's... That's tough stuff. And like, that's the thing people don't really warn you about. Like, and at the end of the day, what's it all for? You can't take the money with you when you go. You know, it's the experiences that matter. So right. if you're lucky enough, if you're lucky enough to be in a position where you're building your own thing and you're making a profit, like, sure, you could make more money if you did other decisions, but never forget about like why you're doing it in the first place and what makes you happy. Yeah, Reddit. <laughs> yeah, Reddit. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> if you read the terms, of like of agreement when you upload something to Reddit, it says that anything you upload, Reddit is given a universal in perpetuity license to use it however they want. No. Yes. It is a blanket. Is anything that, you upload is ours forever and we can do anything. We can create we can we could spin off a series with those all characters. Mediums we now to. known are hereafter oh, devised yeah. throughout like the a whole universe. Creative writing. You, I mean, there's tons of probably. No, I know. I mean, it's bull, it's BS because like clearly somebody uploads a Disney GIF. Reddit doesn't own the Disney GIF, but that <laughs> yeah. it Reddit says they do in the agreements. And I mean, they went and trademarked Wall Street Bets, even though somebody created that subreddit. And that was their idea. Reddit's like, oh, it's ours now, and they tried to sue them. Reddit's like, no, it's ours. Man, Everything you put on Reddit is ours. Shit, right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> they learned nothing from history. <laughs> but you know, I, there's probably a big chunk of people that'd be like, whatever. And we'll just keep using Reddit. You know, well, that's yeah. probably, I mean, there's, there'll always be that. How it is. Yeah. But I don't think, yeah, like new, new generations won't move on there. Cause like, I mean, kids growing up now, none of them use Facebook. I'm hoping that like my daughter, when she gets into like elementary school, it's going to be like, uh, Instagram, that's lame. TikTok, yeah, that's for old people. I mean, for all I know, they'll be all about like neural psychedelics and like who knows what it'll yeah. be at that point. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, gonna be sorry, the flashing used... lights when they're just like. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, I use direct do no dopamine neural stimulators. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Um, I experienced a whole story in the span of two seconds. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm hoping that like 
this craze of trying to be an influencer and like following influencers and like I'm hoping that my children it's like it's like yeah we uh we think it's way cooler just to like go downtown and see our friends you know yeah they're like I made I make handmade tortillas you know <laughs> instead of I going like to on knit. Instagram <laughs> yeah hopefully yeah, probably, man I mean it does come down to raising too you know you can raise much. your kids with an interest in those things and they will foster an interest in those things that's um, true but if but if you I mean we saw this with JJ uh he started preschool he's in his classes he has a friend in his class who him and JJ just got super into monster trucks hmm. like every day every conversation every their entire social structure was structured around monster trucks and we had to <laughs> We had to cool it. We had to tell him, hey, bud, it's it's fine that you like monster trucks, but there's other things in life. And <laughs> there are other things in life. Wow, what other a than metaphor, man. You guys are living yeah. this like metaphor lesson so hard with monster trucks right now. <laughs> that, that that, and that's what it was. <laughs> that's going to be in the like uh, the biopic about JJ when he's like a retired like monster truck star driver it's gonna be be the scene where his parents are like there's more to life than monster trucks jj no there's not not, mom and dad (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we had to cool it on that for a little while and uh he's come around you know he's still very much a fan of monster trucks but it's not the only thing he does it became the only thing he was doing and if we hadn't recognized that and talk to him about it and kind of shifted his focus on some of the things, you know, and I think that happens a lot. It's just parents, they go, oh, you know, maybe they're not where they should be or, you know, as focused as they should be. And kids go down these rabbit holes of just whatever it is. Cause mm-hmm. they just handed them an iPad and we're like, here, here's the entire world of knowledge. Yeah. We don't do that. <laughs> yeah. We don't do You're that. Five. We, Enjoy. We, <laughs> Our our local library actually has uh, iPad rentals, and they have all the like stuff already set up on it. So we'll just rent one for like two weeks, oh, cool. and then bring it back, and then oh, cool. get a different one. And it'll have each one has different games and different you know tools and different videos and stuff on it. Um, but you're not just you know handing it over and then just leaving the room. I'll see um, you in three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Come on, Reddit. Come on, Reddit. <laughs> Try having some principles. Be like YouTube. At, Somewhat. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> at least it's a, a, a star to shoot for. You know, they're not perfect. <laughs> Be no, no, no company's like perfect. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope yeah. our rant didn't. Uh, upset you <laughs> <laughs> and we hope we didn't discourage you from trying to become a big tiktoker you know Just, yeah. no it's totally gonna happen you got this you're different you make know? sure you're you leave room for brand integrations that's all i'll say <laughs> don't be too edgy where a brand won't give you an integration because then you probably won't be able to do it as a living <laughs> right. some bits of wisdom we'll have to have like a business <laughs> podcast at some point here i think right. we just did man Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, everybody. everybody. See you later. Take it easy.